player. And welcome to Versus Player, the podcast about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Jono. I'm Joe. I'm Jace. Oh, you're not angry this week. Not angry this week. Nothing no to be angry about. No it's like I got two Xboxes, really? baby. <laughs> <laughs> really? I, did. I got a second one because um, I'm a, a more. Um, the... So I was trying to figure out a way to be able to offload my Xbox One X for maximum profit. And as we discussed last week, the um, the deal from EB Games, if you're level four, you basically get like, it, it becomes worth $420. Um, and that's, you know, that's awesome, right? But I figured, yeah. oh, you know what I'll do? Like, I'll just, I missed out on the EB one and I wanted to, I could have joined Joe and I could have waited until, you know, whenever it's going to come out, but it's meant to be sometime this year, but I'm impatient. So I had to have, I had to have Series X on day one. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I, I, ended up getting a JV high point. Anyway, you listen to last week's podcast. You better, you better listen to last week's podcast. Um, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I was trying to figure out a way to do it. I put it on Gumtree. I put it on Facebook, whatever it's called, the equivalent of Gumtree on Facebook. And I waited and I waited and I waited and I got a lot of ridiculous lowball offers. Like some guy was just like, how much are you willing to let go of it for? I'm like, well, I put up 420, I'll let go of it for 380. He was like, I was thinking of like maybe a hundred bucks. I was like, yeah, you just roll. Next. <laughs> and there was never really a next. Like, nobody ever really offered. And then I looked, and I saw how many people had put up their Xbox One Xs on, on Gumtree. And I'm like, I'm never going to sell this thing. And so I was browsing the EB Games website. My logic was I'd just buy a second one from EB Games and, I don't know, just have a second one or something. And then I thought, wait, there's two Xboxes. And I never considered the Series S. Like, I never... I never looked it up. I never really paid too much attention to it. I knew it was good, um, but I, I would I would never buy one. Um, and then I realized, man, I can just trade in my my Series X. Uh, sorry, my One X for a Series S whenever it comes out at EB Games, and you know, effectively, it means I pay eighty bucks for the Series S. Uh, I've got two TVs, and you know, Jen and I play games together, so why not? <laughs> I love it, and I'm sure. I'm sure you've got a controller like mine that is not great, and that's basically just a free controller upgrade. Really? I, I guess so. I, I Sadly, I don't, actually. All of my controllers work. But I'll tell you something interesting. On um, Instagram, I posted that Titanfall controller. And I don't oh, know that went crazy. Went, I don't know why people went nuts over it, but they did. And then I had uh, another guy contact me on Gumtree, and he's just like, hey, man, are you willing to sell just the Titanfall controller? And I was just like... I guess, like, because I, I put the Type 4 controller as part of the pack in a way of, like, you know, I gave two controllers and the One X in hopes that it would, it would sell for the 420. Yeah. And this guy offered me 100 bucks for it, just for the controller. And I'm like, what are these going for? And I was looking online. They go for, like, 180 bucks brand new. Oh, so wow. So I wanted to give me 100 bucks just for the controller. So what did um, you Well, it made me wonder, like, is this thing, like, highly desired? Like, do I, I mean, 100 bucks is 100 bucks, but, like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to sell it. Like, he wants to meet up this Friday. I'm thinking about just keeping it. Yeah, keep it. 180 is pretty good, man. I'd go for 180. No, keep 180 it. new, though. I don't think yeah. it's new. This is well-used. Well 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 keep yeah. it or sell it to me if you don't want it. Do you want it? Maybe. I'm not selling it to you for 100 bucks. I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah you'd have to be a crazy person. It's, exactly. Yeah, you'd have to be a crazy person. I have enough. Con- box, I actually but... have enough controls, but it is a beautiful controller. It the is Titan Four controller. So for everyone who's listening, if you want to see it, it is on our Instagram. Yeah. Um, I love it. <laughs> it's Jace's at that point where, unfortunately, my apartment's too small to do this these days. But 
back when I was in my bachelor pad 10 years ago, you know, do you remember my dilemma of I, the Xbox 360 Elite came out and I went, ooh, extra storage, HDMI, yep. not that I need HDMI in that place, so I bought it. And then a week later, the Xbox, um, the Halo 3 Xbox 360 came out and I bought that too. It's crazy uh, that HDMI was a big deal at one point. Like, it's just like, oh, this has got HDMI. I'm going to get this for sure. Like, I don't remember game like consoles pre-HDMI anymore. But yeah, it wasn't I, that no. long ago that they changed. No, if and you think about it. Yeah. I didn't buy that Elite for HDMI because I had no HDMI TV. Mm. I had a, it was my old CRT, a high-definition CRT, that which was, was an amazing screen. TV. But um, no, it was the extra hard drive storage. Like, you had an awesome setup, Johnny. You had the three Xboxes all set up downstairs. Yeah, that oh, right. not all when downstairs. It was two. It was no. It was one downstairs, two upstairs. Okay. Yeah. So I, I just we, played, we played a lot of like console gaming there though on set of nights. It was very cool. Ah. Yeah, how you just had it right, ready to go. It was awesome. Halo Three was ready to go at a moment's notice. You could just tuck a disc in each days. one. Well, funnily enough, I still have all. Well, not those original consoles. A lot of them died, but I still have that many Xbox 360s. So we can still do that this year. My birthday. We might have to get together and do a special podcast oh, or nice. just play a lot of games. So um, I, uh, I, I yeah. saw a photo of us. Uh, it was a couple of years back. It was, and um, Augusto was there. We were all playing at your place, Joe. I reckon it was like maybe five years ago. Four years, maybe? I don't know. You remember that? Oh, this we house? Were at your place. No, it was your place. And yeah, we the, I like mean, as playing... in my current apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like a blast from the past. I completely forgot about that day. That was a birthday party as well. It was. That's our annual Micro birthday machines. Tradition. It was. Yep. We can do that again. We can. This, yep, coming up. Done. Um, actually, let's move on to the rest of the episode and talk about what's been going on in the news. We, I mean, we just talked about Xboxes, and, and it's nice to know that everyone seems to be calming down from the dramas of not being able to get one. You're feeling all right, Joe? You got one in the end, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, for Christmas. Be That's right. Christmas. December time. I'm sure you'll yep. get one before then somehow. Who knows? We'll wait and see. See what happens. Um but what are you playing now? Because I know there's a lot of cool stuff that's just hit this week. And I know I'm really looking forward to two days' time, Star Wars Squadrons. I haven't pre-ordered, but I reckon mm. I can walk into JB on the day. And let's, let's be honest, the pre-order bonuses were not worth me putting the money down early. But I'll get it for 49 bucks. But what are you playing now? Yeah, Jason and I are both um, playing Hades at the moment, hey? Over on PC land. That looks come good. out of early access. It is. It's really cool. Jason, did you play it in early access? I did. I played it very, very early on, um, and I kind of liked it. See, I, I didn't mind Bastion. Bastion was a nice game. Super job. So, yeah. same creators as Bastion and Transistor? You got it. I didn't like Transistor. And then when I played this, I played it around the same time as getting into Dead Cells. And I was just like, Dead Cells is better. This game is trash. And <laughs> then um, it so, got a 1.0 release, and yeah. Sorry to interrupt. What style of game is this for people that are only getting to listen to us. Go for it, Joe. Yeah, well, if you've played Bastion or Transistor, it's that sort of 3D, isometric, um, dungeon crawly, roguelike, all those kind of words thrown together. It's very similar with the kind of um, style with the voiceover. Um, story is very um, a big part of this game as well. So even though you die and repeat the kind of same stages over and over again, you get more of the story as you're going along and there's like a little hub world that um, there's lots of cool characters that you interact with um, and then you can level up your kind of hub world so it you get more access to different things 
And if you just want to play the game, it's very quick to kind of get through that and get to the repeatable kind of going through Hades and trying to escape. Um, but you're yeah, kind yeah, of so what's the two story. second plot? Give me the two second. You are you are the 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 son of um or to, of of Hades. Then you're just trying to get out. Like the son of Hades is that? You are right, the son. Zagreus yeah. is his name. So Zagreus, um, yes, it. basically, it's a cast of cast of all the Olympian gods. Um, if most people probably know their 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 god history, mythology, whatever from playing God Deuce. of War. Poseidon. <laughs> but um, they, yeah, they are they are beautiful. Yeah, they are very beautiful people, all of them. Oh, so there's, there's like, so it's all three D, um, like graphics within game, but they're two D kind of drawings of them when you're talking to them. Is it, they kind of like have a little bit of movement to them, um, and it's just I, I love it. I think the way that they've kind of drawn them is incredible. A lot of work into it, uh, but yeah, it's it's just a like from the very beginning you play, you just get straight into the game without much of a story. Um, and I didn't last very long the first time around. I don't know about you, Jace, but I was probably dead within the first three screens. Um, but then you get the story pretty much straight away, and then you get to your first boss, and then from there really gets your gets its hooks into you. Um, yeah, I'm loving it. My son's playing it as well. He's really enjoying it, and he's you know getting whipped with it, but um, just keeps coming back for more as well. I think that's good. the thing that's most enjoyable about it is that the setting's very, very cool. Um, the little sort of hub world that you're in prior to you actually going for the next run is awesome. Every time you die, people acknowledge you and the story progresses in some way. And then more and more um, sort of gameplay mechanics sort of come into play. Like, for example, you could find tips while you're doing one of the runs in Tartarus or wherever you might be. And then when you come back, you can give a gift to something, somebody like Achilles. Everybody seems to be, except for your dad, everybody seems to be rooting for you to actually escape and get to Elysium hmm. or wherever it is you're trying to go. Um, you know, your, your mother, uh, well, for the, for the moment at least, your mother is supporting you and, you know, this Cerberus is there and, you know, you can give him a scratch by. Like, it's just, it's cool because you'll, you'll run into, like, the first boss is effectively like Zagreus's, it must be an old flame or a fling or something. Her name's Meg something. He calls her Meg. Um... And and she sort of says, you know, I've got to stop you, like, you know, and then but they they make there's this bit of back and forth. It's clear that something has gone on with the two of them. And you run into her every single time, but if you beat her once, she'll appear in the hub world and she'll say something, you know, to you about like if you face me again, you know, it's I'm not gonna go easy on you or whatever. Um, but all that flavor is is really what what adds to the game. And as soon as that sort of opens up, like there's a, there's a bit where um Cerberus just goes missing and it turns out that he was like trashing a kitchen or something somewhere. You hit didn't have access to this kitchen yet, but because you died enough times, it unlocks stuff. And the game knows that you're going to die. Like, yeah. So yeah, and there's like the the difficulty levels are ridiculous. They're called like heat modes or something. Almost like a heat five or six, but oh, it's just it's ridiculous how you can see the longevity in the game. Um, yep. And it's you know just one more run style, a little bit similar to Dead Cells. Uh, it didn't it didn't grab me initially, but I yeah I I, I was sort of thinking about what it was when I played it the first time around, but now I'm, I'm absolutely into it. It's it's tough between this and Splunky 2. Yeah. Uh, I want to hear more about Splunky 2 in a second, and I want to hear what you're going to say, Joe, but just quickly, I thought I want to add something new to our, our looks at games that we haven't played before. I want you both to, if, if you've played the game, I want you to give me a back-of-the-box blurb to sell it to me. What's your one line that would make me want to play this game? You know, like, you know how you see on the back of of old game boxes, you know, um, uh, 
computer video game magazine says 9 out of 10. I want something better than that. <laughs> oh, challenge. So, some, something, along, something along the lines of, um, the, you know, normally in games, dying is kind of, you know, a screen, but in this, dying is the story, sort of. Something like something along the lines of that. I'm not clever enough like to go with it. Like death the beginning or something. Yeah, like uh, dying even go for the, the part of this game or something like that. That's what makes it stand out, <laughs> I think, for me. It's Dying so cool. Like, you die. Like, it does. Like yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Like, real cool. But, like, when, when I play Dead Cells, when I die in that, it's very frustrating. But in this, when I die, I'm like, cool, I'm going to get more story now. I'm going to, you know, go to my, I love the little skeleton guy that I can practice my weapons on. I'm going to go and give him all the gifts because he's my favorite character. Um, I like to see who's in the hub world, who wasn't there last time. Um, if I'm going to get like more flashbacks, I actually I die and I don't care as much as I do in other games. That's a really cool mechanic. I, I, you know what? That's even better than your. I mean, that builds on the dying. Is <laughs> that wasn't reward. one line though. No, no, but it's still good. very small font. I, yeah, exactly. The small print. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. Jace did mention something I've been looking forward to until I found out it was coming to PS4 and and PC, and then suddenly Jason gave me a PC, so I'm back in the race, baby. Splunky 2, <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> Have you played it, Joe? Yeah, only a little bit, not a lot. I um, I didn't realise I was excited for Splunky 2, um, and I knew it was coming out. I knew it was coming out at midnight, and I wasn't going to wait up for it, because um, last time I did that was with Red Dead, and then the next day I was absolutely wrecked, and I had to nap for half the day. Um, but it's sad times when you're getting older. But... Um, yeah, I I was I didn't realize I was excited, and then I woke up at four in the morning, and I'm just like, oh, it's Splunky Day. That's what I thought to myself. And I'm like, I'm not going to get out of bed at four. That's stupid. And then I laid in bed for one hour, and then I got up and I bought it. Oh um, man! Huh? Up at four, and it's like back to sleep, buddy. Nah, I don't sleep. know what it was. I was just thinking about Spelunky because I wanted to start up the original Spelunky the other day, and I thought, ah, hey, from what I've seen, this looks pretty similar. And I loaded it up, and I'm like, oh, this is exactly the same game. Like it's. The level looks exactly the same from the first one. I, I would dare say that the graphics are that improved um, because the old game was beautiful anyway. Yeah. Um, but for whatever reason, it's just fun. Like I, you could you could argue and say, oh, like you can't charge this amount of money for what is effectively DLC or a reskin for the old game. But like I bought Spelunky like four times, and mm-hmm. like I will happily like pay for it again. If I have to, like, I, I kind of wish that one came with this, but I mean, there's no point. Everybody owns one anyway by this point. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, it's just, it's, it's the, whatever. You like Spelunky, you're like, going to love Spelunky too. You're going to play it just as much. Like, nothing has made me go, oh my God, this is so amazing and new and this is game changing. I'm never going to go back to the old one. I could easily go back to the old one and still be happy. It's rare that that kind of occurs. Um, mm. Normally, one, one title will supersede another, you know, like, I, you know, I'm playing through the original Hitman and Hitman 2, and they kind of work together as a single title. Yeah. Um, but the changes in Hitman 2 are so drastic that it's hard to play one. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's I, I can't I can't say any more than if you've played Spelunky before, you're gonna love it. Um, I die a lot more in this one. I find this one a lot harder, and I okay. couldn't figure out what it was until I played with Jen. And what it is is that they've by default turned your walking speed into running. So this time you have to hold down RT to go slow, whereas before it was hold RT to speed up. I know that doesn't make it matter too much, but I found oh, it does to me. 
dying. Well, I found myself dying to like <laughs> little creatures, like vampire bats and stuff, because I was running into them and hitting them. Also, the whip is slightly shorter than the other one. Like, there's, I, can, uh, I know it's slightly shorter than the other one. It's just, yeah. I'm just missing these hits. Um, so as soon as I change to walking and then holding down RT to run, even though I hold down RT the entire time anyway, um, <laughs> like it, it's just yeah, I'm I'm back I'm back in it. I finally got up. To, I'm sort of towards the end now um, of a run. Uh, yep. But you know, as we all know, there are 50 million secrets in Spelunky. Exactly. I've, I don't think I've ever finished the first one. So, um, and you know how much I love running Call of Duty. I've got Run Always On. So that sounds like an awesome development. Can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Um, okay, what's the biggest change in the game so far? Besides, uh... like, is it because uh, I know you don't rescue da- um, damsels in distress anymore? Haven't they changed that? So the damsel is removed and now it's always animals. And it seems yep. to be that there are a lot of different animals and then there are secret animals. Like I just recently unlocked an axolotl. Um, but um, what's different? I mean, you're playing like story-wise, not that there really was a story in the original Spelunky, I guess. Um, love the story. The you're the daughter of, of Mr. Spelunky. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, yeah, and... Yeah, I mean, that's that's it. Oh, you've got like a little hub world similar to Hades where you four your characters walk around and things change and upgrade. I heard about that. Yeah. Uh, and when you finish the first level, it splits off into two different levels. So there's like a jungle level or a volcano level, um, which I don't think the original had. I know that there were levels within levels and there still are. Yep. Um, oh, actually, no, the biggest change is this. You can go... So like when you're playing on the surface level of the game, you can go in these little caves goes like behind the screen and there doesn't seem to be any danger in those caves so you can start at the top it's kind of snakes and ladder yourself down to the bottom you know but there are secrets within that's kind of a cool addition that is very cool mm. um your back of the box blurb uh did you like Spelunky one that's it <laughs> i, I kind of knew you were gonna go with that about it. Yeah. all right all right um so what else is happening, gents? I didn't... Uh, Tokyo Game Show just recently happened. Was there anything that stood out? Because i, I got to admit, I saw nothing from it besides Phil Spencer apparently addressing the Tokyo Game Show saying, hey, we're back and we really, you know, uh, value your contribution, J- Japan, to the gaming industry. So we want to hopefully invite more of you to play Xbox with Game Pass and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I watched that. I, I scrubbed through it. It wasn't his part was in English. The rest pretty much wasn't. Um, I watched a lot of the trailers. Um, I didn't understand a lot of what was going on. There was a near replicant thing that kind of jumped out at me. Um, the is that uh, that's the sequel to Near Automata, isn't it? It's, the, it's actually the, the original game um, that they're re, redoing. Um, it looks really cool. Um, I never played it, so so prequel. Um, yeah, or, there was. That. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's within the same story world. I'm not like I love New Automata, but it was my first um, foray into that world. Near, um, Near, there were two different versions of Near. There was one for Xbox, one for PlayStation. They were both different stories, huh. uh, and it wasn't really related to Automata at all. Okay. Yeah. They showed some flight simulator stuff, which looked awesome. A lot of um, going around Japan it looks just such a beautiful game. I, I need to get play that a lot more. Remind me to come back to that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was some other games. Um, there was more Resident Evil. Uh, looks very, very impressive, but too spooky for me. Um, there was some other um, Microsoft things coming that 
I don't think it might come to Australia. I'm not sure. Uh, there was something that Jace wrote about for the website that was spoken of there. You want to talk about that, Jace? Uh, yes, I do. So um, there is a Yakuza movie coming out um, that is possibly going to follow the story of the main, well, the protagonist from the existing series, I guess, one through seven or whatever it is. Yep. Here you. Um, but it's called, no, wait, no, hold on. We don't know what this one is going to be called. We don't know if it's actually going to be called Yakuza Like a Dragon, but there is already a Yakuza movie that exists in Japan called Yakuza Like a Dragon that was um, directed by Takeshi Mike, um, who's very, very famous, um, famous director in Japan and does some pretty cool horror stuff as well. Um, I think he was responsible for stuff like Ichi the Killer and things like that. And, um, and, and yeah, so, I mean, I guess this is going to come to the West. Like, it's not going to be another Japanese movie, but it seems as though nobody's really acknowledging the fact that there was an existing Yakuza movie called Like a Dragon, which is also the same title as a new Yakuza game, which is a spin-off yeah. called Yakuza Like a Dragon that doesn't feature Kiryu. Um, it's hard to but this stay was on top in the... of the chronology. It's because it was in the Microsoft um, briefing and nothing with their naming conventions makes sense. So they're like, oh, come to us. You got a movie series with a terrible title that's really hard to understand because other things are named the same. Please. Put it on an Xbox Series X or Xbox One X or Xbox or 360. <laughs> Which order is it? Who knows? Naming conventions for everything went out the window in the last couple of years. I mean, look Absolutely. at it. We've had, we've had Star Wars Battlefront and Battlefront 2, despite the fact we already have had Star Wars Battlefront and Battlefront 2. We've had Doom uh, 2016, which we have to now call it that because there's been a previous Doom. Yeah. Thankfully, they, they named the sequel Doom Eternal and we knew that it's a different game. But, like, yeah, <laughs> let's be honest, between the Xbox and games these days and, and movies, there is no consistent naming anymore. Something, something happened one year. I don't know what year it was. Let's say it was 2014, where Tomb Raider came out. And they're like, we're calling it Tomb Raider. Yeah. And everyone's just like, okay, but what is it? And it's just like, it's a reboot. And everyone's just like, okay. And so that's what they did. And then, like, everything followed then. It was just like, I feel like Tomb Raider started because I don't know why I've decided it's that. But it's like, you know, then you've got your Dooms. Hitman? We're just going to... Gears of War is now just... Gears of War is the Gears now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, naming's gone. Yeah. yeah to God of War. Nobody cares. God of War. They want you to forget the old ones. Devil May Cry. Sorry. Yes. We, on, on. we could go on forever. Forever. Um, actually... So you mentioned um, Microsoft Flight Simulator. After yeah. an epic download fest um, and onto the computer that Jason gave me, I finally downloaded Microsoft That's Flight Simulator. That's all space gone. It used up a very large, large chunk. Mm -hmm. This is true. And I went to play it. And God, it's hard because... Just trying yeah. to take off is next to impossible, and then controlling it with the keys and and the the mouse and like I'm banking and banking forever, and then crashing into the ground. And of course, you don't satisfyingly explode; you just kind of sit there and do nothing. So I thought, you know what? I have an old joystick up in the cupboard that I used to use for X-wing, um, you know, the X-wing games and the Tie Fighter games. So I got it down. It's the Logitech Attack Three. This thing, I didn't realize how old it was. It's like 10 years old. So I plugged it in. It recognizes it, but it doesn't map any of the controls, not even the joystick itself. So I had to go and self-map all that. And I looked up online and people have done it. And some people have had great success and other people have not. 
and uh, I took off from Sydney Airport in my little Cessna, and I turned the joystick to the left, to bank to the left, and suddenly, and straight down to the ground, really quickly. I'm like, when I'm flying, I'm like wobbling the joystick back and forth, trying to keep the plane level, and it's not happening. I tried it with the 747. Willoughby now has somewhere in their suburban streets, uh, 747 parked. I feel sorry for the owner (laughs) of whichever house I ended up landing in their driveway. Um, Yes, so... And I can only run it on medium. So it looks nice, but i got to say, it doesn't look spectacular. <laughs> I'm not going to crank up the settings to watch it chug along as it it's is. So game, man. It is a demanding game. So, like, I'm, hmm. I'm impressed, but I, I don't know. I, I, I get the appeal for someone who flies planes for a living. And I, I love the fact that I couldn't find the controls to turn off the parking brake on the 747 but I looked down internally inside the plane and there was a, a switch there and I could flick the switch and it worked because <laughs> it kept on telling me on screen, press control and, and number delete and the parking brake would unlock and it wouldn't. But the switch physically in the game or virtually in the game uh, works just fine. So yeah, interesting experience. A hot tip for you, Jono, whenever I'm playing it and I don't know what to do, I just turn it over to AI flight for just like 20 seconds, it will do, it will straighten the plane, it will get the gear, landing gear up, whatever it needs to do, then I turn it off again and I take over. So that, that's how I play Flight Simulator. I, I don't bother to learn what to do, I just go, yep, figure it out, do it for me, and then I'll take over from there. Yeah, the auto, I, I, I can't even figure out how to engage the autopilot pilot properly, so basically it's all just yeah, me sort of flying through the air like um, I'm on a seesaw, side to side, side to side, until I hit the ground. <laughs> Yeah. I think they're like you're an absolute moron mode is not like no, it's, it's still difficult. It's still hard. <laughs> it's still difficult. And I, I, I want to slow down. Like I actually just want to, I would I would rather just like fly around something and stuff. I don't like I'm speeding past stuff. Like I'm just like that's the Eastwood Hotel, but I'm already like going past it. Yeah. So I, I wanna like it and I, I totally see its appeal and I all for those people that can play it and fly it well. And I love flight sims, but I guess, let's be honest, I'm an arcade flight sim lover at best. And, you know, give me um, Ace Combat and Star Wars Squadrons any day. I'm looking forward to those. So, yeah, all in good time. Um, so, you put a uh, a post up on our website, Jace, about Doom Eternal. Now that it's coming to Game Pass tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? It, well, yeah, it is tomorrow. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. man. Like, I mean, that Bethesda acquisition was nuts, right? It's like oh, 10.6 so... million Australian, billion, sorry, billion. Australian yeah. dollars. Um, and I just wasn't expecting to see something that soon. I mean, like, Doom Eternal is relatively recent. And oh, yeah. it's third party. Like, I know the first party stuff appears on Game Pass all the time. Well, it's first party now. Well, it is now. I just wasn't expecting it that early. Like, I... I, I still wanted to play Doom Eternal. I just never got around to it. And, you know, I guess... Well, yeah. played Doom on Game Pass at the start of the year. And that's actually what's convinced me to buy Doom Eternal after finishing yeah. Doom. Because I think the first time I played Doom, I didn't enjoy it. And I played it, the demo of it. And then I played it on Game Pass. So I thought I'd give it a second go. And I ended up absolutely enjoying the hell out of it. And Doom Eternal is a slightly different beast. I, I don't know if Joe feels the same way about this because I know you played Doom Eternal as well around the same time. But um, Doom Eternal had this really weird uh, difficulty curve where you'd blitz your way through a couple of levels and then you hit a boss 
and the bosses in this game, some were like really straightforward and others were just, you're tearing your hair out, ready to give up on the game. I don't know. Did you feel yeah, the same? And I found, yeah, and I found some encounters went for so long. Like yeah. there was one where I was in this, I, I came in a corridor into this kind of big, expansive, open, like it was like a shopping area and there's this yep. pillar in the middle and there's like about four different directions you can go. Yes. And I would have done that that fight, I don't know, about 20 times or something. But each time it took me like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. And then I would die and have to start it all over again. And it, it became really frustrating. That was kind of the war with the game. That that one sequence took me a lot of playthroughs to get through. I just kind of did it a few times and would turn it off. I was a bit frustrated with it. I actually never finished um, finished it because that was one of the games that when my computer died with um, Call of Duty, it took that save as well. So I, um, I haven't gone back to it. But I, I, I did really enjoy it. I did finish it and I, I really enjoyed it too. I just, yeah, there were difficulty spikes that were just stupid difficulty spikes that shouldn't have been that hard. There was, um, you get to Erdak, which is the, you know, the God's home world. And it's, yep. it's this really cool technological floating city. It's kind of like Asgard if designed by the nine inch nails and <laughs> and there was some it's jump back of the box blob though, please. Yeah, yeah, you got one. it yeah thanks <laughs> and there was these jumping puzzles in it where you got fired off through yeah. these rings and then you had to you know use your grab um ability to to grab this mesh floating in the air for no good reason and then spin around and jump onto the next one yep. and i could not get the jumping right and I spent, I think it was like an hour and a half over a couple of days trying to get through this. And I was about ready to throw the controller through the screen. And it's not often I get that angry. And um, I, and that's what I remember. I don't remember the ending all that well. I remember the ending. And not to spoil anything, but you you catch up with... Um, did, did, do you rip someone's head off? <laughs> Surely you, you, ripped, you ripped a lot of heads off in this game. That's what did. I was up to. And I don't know. Oh no, no, you, you fight a ma- like a city-sized bad guy, but um, there's a lot of leading up to you know Lance uh, uh, Erickson, Erickson, the guy from uh, Aliens. He voices this uh, robot dude from the first game, um, who's like he's shed his humanity and put his brain, uploaded his brain into a robot essentially, and he becomes humanity's savior. Um, he ends up becoming your own personal AI because it's, it's kind of revenge for the first game. But you start to get the impression that he's actually behind a lot of what's been happening in the game and that he's possibly a fallen god. So there's, yeah, but there's a you lot of that plot that's left you, out. And I, I, maybe Joe is exactly the same and it's just me. But I play a lot of first-person shooters. Yeah. And I've resigned myself to the fact that 90% of first-person shooters... This is a wild statement. 90% of first-person shooters don't have a story, I've decided. I didn't think Halo had a story, to be honest with you. I'm just like, eh, this green dude, he's fighting purple dudes. That's cool. And then Doom, I'm like, definitely doesn't have a story. It's just like a heavy metal film clip. Yeah, I tell you. Um, But you find stories in games that I just am not aware of. Like, I feel like you're the guy that reads those little, like, collectible items that just sit around video game levels like documents and stuff like that that give you like backstory on stuff and i'm just in like, case you can't see it i'm nodding yes <laughs> add it to the list see you later i don't do, do you do that Jim? 
You know what? It's funny. Um, I just did that with a game recently, which was Ghost of Tsushima. I just got my first platinum ever on PlayStation for that exact reason. It was an incredible story. That was what kept me going. Um, but no, normally I don't. Like with Doom, nice. I like I like it because you can just play He's the game. He's called Doom and I just Guy. The, game. the same game does not have a Hello. story, I'm telling you. Yep. Okay, I'll give you this. It, it is a horrible story, but sometimes when there's just hints of... Um, you know, betrayal and there's gods and and you're you're bigger than all this. I was actually enjoying the the really bad plot. It was a great B grade um, science fiction plot, and I think they're expanding upon it with the um, the season pass that's coming, which I'm really torn about because part of me is like, I want to know more, but do I really care? And and Doom's kind of that. It's like, yeah, I could go kill more things, and there's a plot to it, but I want to care, but you're not making me care enough. So that's that's. Yeah, I, I I did not know what was going on in the story. I just knew I was ripping heads off and going through hell. So hell on earth, basically. Mm-hmm. That's it. Well, that's it. well, here's the short version. Essentially, I think the word is that the Doom guy um, has lived so many lifetimes that essentially every Doom game is the same Doom guy, but being reincarnated into another life and coming back and killing again, and so. Um, yeah, he's he's a little messed it's up. Into the of into it. the Doom verse, is it? Uh, essentially, but instead of being different people, it's the same dude. The same dude is well, living all these different dimensions. I, I'm going to segue us off this one into um, I bought and have since returned because I didn't enjoy it. Uh, beat bullets per minute BPM. Oh, you returned it. The, we b- yeah, briefly I, mentioned uh, it last week. I really didn't like the the look of this game, and it. it I, it, I was, it's it's a very much it's an indie game, um, and I think it's got a lot of um, assets which are, you know, tweaked rather than created, and you know they're trying to hide it with this kind of grain over the whole game. Which you were enjoying it at first, though. I I enjoyed it the first kind of three runs through um, because of the music, and then I started to realize that well, I don't know, maybe I just the way I was playing it. Like you can shoot on the beat, but you can shoot on the half beat. But if you weren't shooting on the beat, it didn't really seem to matter. Um, and oh, I really? started to get a bit of a headache from the actual walls in this game. So the walls have got like, when you turn, there's kind of like a sheen on them that's always there. And it was very distracting. So I'm like trying to look at the characters, the characters that I'm fighting, the little demons, whatever they are. But I just couldn't help but get distracted by the walls. And it just—I don't know. Maybe it was my graphic settings. I don't know what it was. But in my in my you know Steam refund thing, I was just like, yeah, I can't, I can't play this game because I just find that it's hurting my eyes when I'm when I'm looking at it. So I'm looking. It might it might have just been my settings. But I did watch some trailers after, and I'm like, yeah, I I, I don't I don't think this is the game for me at this stage. Maybe maybe it's my old man eyes now. I don't know. But um, yeah, it was not gonna. It could be just not be very yeah, true. Yeah, I I like well, the I read, premise. I read the yeah the reviews on Steam are very very positive, but I also had just bought Hades um, as well. So with Hades, can I just say, Epic Games when you got when you downloaded Rocket League, they gave you a fifteen dollar voucher, um, which you could use towards another game. So that was incredible. Anybody who downloaded Rocket League, you might not realize if you did it on Epic Game Store, you got a fifteen dollar voucher there. That means Hades is twenty dollars Australian. That's an absolute steal for that game. So um, that's a cool. Recommendation there. Yeah. But, uh, I did, I'd like to I do really it, but I don't want to. 
I don't want to sign up for the Epic Game Store. Um, yeah. It's the only game I've ever bought on there, and I've got about 50 or 60 games on there. All for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. GTA yeah. on there, man. It's yeah. insane. I, I know Epic is a good deal. I'm just not starting again, man. Like, nah. and, like I know that they're like, so I'll tell you a very, very small story. Um, my boss, Roy, um, is very uh, particular about like, so he, first of all, he's winning Steam. He's got all of the Steam games. I've, I've explained this before. <laughs> and he collected a lot For of these all games of them. before he even had all of them. And he collected a lot of these games before he even had like, um, before he even had a computer to, to play them. And because he's never been a PC gamer, he's always been into his consoles. And he bought Control, the game Control, on um, Epic. But he hates the fact that the Epic client is installed on his computer. He's just like, I don't want another <laughs> piece of software installed. I just want one amazing bit of software that does it all. Which incidentally is um, the God Galaxy client is, is very very good. Yes. Doing that. But you still you still need something like Steam in the background. And he's, he's got that much stuff on Steam that he rebought the entire game again on Steam just so they didn't have to go through the Epic launcher. Um, oh, yeah, it's. I mean, I, I, like, I think Epic is. I think I think it's necessary. It's competition. Um, oh, totally. I just I'm not getting into it. No, it's too much. But how does Roy play? How does Roy play Fortnite? <laughs> Roy, if you're listening, I'm, I'm that's, joking. That's <laughs> what Roy. Every time I talk about modern warfare, Roy's just like, "Oh, it's just like Fortnite, then." And I'm just like, "It's not like Fortnite, mate." Just, no, it's the same thing. You got guns, you know. It's a lot of people. So, no, it's not the same thing. You know what, though? I, I think I've said this on the podcast before, and sorry if I have, but with Epic as well, they give away the free games like every two weeks. But each month yeah. they give away Epic, um, their Unreal Engine. They give away like assets and things. And yeah. it's like, I, I do it each month because I'm like, one day my kids might be interested in making a game because I know my son certainly is and all these friends are um, as all like, you know, 10-year-old kids in the world are, um, nine-year-olds. And he, um, I, I get like $600 worth of assets. I've got like models and I've got um, AI things and colors and water things. I don't, I don't know anything about making games, obviously, but um, I'm just like, oh. Add to cart, add to cart each month, and you know, freeze. Free. It's free. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. I love it. I I really hope that he makes something one day. It'll be it'll be cool. Yeah, yeah. I hope your son does. Um, okay. Is there any other game things you want to talk about? Because otherwise, guess what? I've added some more to my collection. Oh. Go what, for it. Go what for collection, Johnny? You've got like twelve collections. Uh, yeah. Good point. So. I have a lot of collections. I have a disease. Um, let's see. He's, I I added. He's looking somewhere. It's, it's something. Physical. He's looking off screen. What are you looking at? I'm yeah. looking off screen. There were there were two things I was going to talk about, and I suddenly blanked completely on. You one just of see them. this big shadow like loom over him. He's like just doing something <laughs> ridiculous. Ah, oh, that's um. There's a big transformer coming. I'll show you that later. But um, yeah. Oh, it's it's huge. It's fantastic. Move but, over in. There's somebody new in Jono's bed. Yeah, she's gonna have to fight for some space. This, this guy's this guy is huge. But I did order a transformer, and it came very quickly this week. And it was a um, uh, he turns into an aircraft carrier. So he's a a transformer called Broadside, and he turns into a gigantic aircraft carrier as well as a really bad looking jet. Um, but the coolest bad thing about him, oh, it's horrible. It's it's. Seriously, it looks like a robot lying down on his back with his legs up to try and do back exercises. Um, 
things are pointing <laughs> oh, in the wrong direction. It. But the aircraft carrier is really cool because they went to the effort of molding these little airplanes to put on it. You can position in different spots and they're molded to look like um, some Autobot aircraft from uh, two lines previous. So it's a really nice little sort of um, interesting homage. So that's, that's my retro corner. But for retro games, I did pick up one thing that I'm going to have to try and pull a really ancient PC out of um, storage at my parents' place to play, and that's Star Trek Bridge Commander. Okay. So it was um, made by Totally Games, which are the guys that took control of the X-Wing series from LucasArts, and they were actually the, the original guys that developed it for LucasArts anyway. They spun off their own studio. Um, so their last game was X-Wing Alliance, and then they went and did Star Trek Bridge Commander, which was set in the Next Generation universe. And the really cool thing about it was um, you got to play as Picard-esque type uh, captain, and you went and you sat on the bridge of um, you know a galaxy class starship and gave orders to the other crew, and that's how you, you sort of won out the day. It was a really interesting game. I I used to own it. And I lent it to a mutual friend of mine and Joe's years ago and completely forgot that it happened. Went looking for it in my collection and realized it went to him. He would have moved at least five times in that period of time. I'm talking about GP, Joe. And that game is long gone. <laughs> Jono, that game is like right next to me because I think I've got his copy of the game right here. <laughs> I'm not yes. even joking. I'm... I'm get stuffed <laughs> uh, I'm serious yeah, it's in my collection I've got it so I brought another one for nothing that's fantastic oh, anyway, wait, how much did you buy I didn't know it was yours I'm not going to say now <laughs> you want to buy a second no, one you should just ask the question well I, I didn't think he'd have it <laughs> Oh, that's classic. Uh, that's, well, Joe's that's, got it if you need a copy, Joe. That's really upset. Yeah, if you need another copy, I've got it. It's in with my discs. It's somewhere there. Uh, but certainly it is. I, I, that's, that's the Star Trek. Like, I'm not a Star Trek fan. Um, no, I, I know. I like that's watching. why I didn't think to you ask you. You were using it as a drift coaster, weren't you, Joe? That's what, yeah. Is that what it is? Pardon? Yeah, you yeah. using it as a drift um, coaster? Yeah. <laughs> I just really liked um, the game because it was one of my favorite developers and it was a really well-realized game. And I lent it to I was going to say I played that game, John. I was going to say I played it um, because it was like a, you know, controlling a spaceship. It sounded interesting to me, but that is so funny. So thanks for that, John. I played that game because of you, inadvertently. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I lent it to GP only for him to give it away. <laughs> How hilarious. Oh, no, he got rid of everything, right so back. I've got a whole heap of his. That's it. That's how it goes. Yeah, I, w- I wonder how much of my old stuff you own. Well, I'll go through whole... that um, but, but, yeah, spindle and have a look. It, in fact, oh, funnily enough, funny. there was another game I was thinking of the other day that um, I would have lent him around the same time and thought, oh, I've lost that now, but I can't remember what it is. I'll have a think and let you know. Wow, what an interesting way to end a podcast. <laughs> Uh, there's $36 that went down the drain for no good reason uh, <laughs> and this has been Versus Player the podcast about games life and everything in between you can find us on versusplayer.com on Instagram also uh, our Instagram feeds straight into our Facebook so you know really just go to Instagram it's going to be much better there and also anywhere you get awesome podcasts which apparently according to people that have asked me at work is not only the Apple podcast system but also Spotify the Google Play Store, and many, many others. Um, It's been real, and just remember, if you've lent a game to a friend, 
ask another friend where it's gone. Probably where it is. Thanks, everyone. This is Player.